0: Welcome to the Connectrio podcast. I'm Claire Perry, a primary teacher and Google certified innovator. During these episodes, we will hear from parents and teachers from around the world as they share their stories and experiences of effective and representative parental engagement. Hopefully, by listening to this podcast, you will be inspired to try some of these ideas in your own schools and classrooms. this episode of the Connectrio podcast we hear from Christine Kowser. Christine is a deputy head teacher in Scotland and she's one of the co-leads of Women Ed Scotland. I first connected with Christine through Twitter after hearing her speaking on Lena Carter's Teacher Hug radio show and um, hearing how she puts the eye on well-being helped me to think about what I need to do for my own well-being. Since then, I have gotten to know Christine a little bit better through Women Ed Scotland events and also through us both being part of the Scottish Educators Connect book club and um, now the Members' Choice events through Scottish Educators Connect. I think you'll really enjoy this episode as we hear a secondary perspective of what effective parental engagement could look like. (laughs) Any of our listeners who haven't um, engaged with you before, um, I wonder if you could just introduce yourself for us, please.
1: Yeah, so my name's Christine Kaiser. I'm a secondary deputy in Perth and Kinross Council. Interested in education, one of the leads for Women Ed Scotland. Um, Advent pedagogy eventer when they're on, and just like generally to blather about education.
0: Perfect. Love that. And I've really enjoyed connecting with you through the WomenEd um, events and um, through Twitter um, more recently as well. So thank you so much. Um, as we were kind of discussing before the podcast started, um, the hope of Connectio, or the aim of Connectio podcast is to talk about um, parental engagement, family engagement um, and what's what's sharing some of the effective practice that's, that's out there. And I wonder before we get into that, um, if you could share why you think effective um, family engagement, effective parental engagement is important.
1: Yeah, and I suppose I'll take a little step back here because when you first asked me if I would come if I would come and talk about parental engagement, I thought, oh gosh, no I can't because I don't do that, you know. I haven't done some marvellous project where I've done some reading and then tried something different with parents and then compared the data before and after and, and did that, so I thought, gosh, I've not really done a practitioner inquiry type thing on this, so what, what do I know about parental engagement? Was my first thought and then i thought whoa, whoa whoa wait a minute you know i've been a deputy for a number of years now parental engagement's what i do on a daily basis so i'm probably going to go in that direction and i think it is really important I did, for today i did think about have a wee dip and in, dip into the sort of the research or the paperwork if you like and did have a look at education scotland's engaging parents and families the practitioner toolkit and did have then a quick reshufty through of hygeus four but I think, yes, you know, and there's lots of research out there that says we're important. But if I think if I really take it back to the, the basics and what I believe is it it really does take a village to raise a child. We, we are part, us as educators, we are part of that village. You know, you look at the um, My World Triangle, what do I need from the people that are that look after me? And we are those people. So it's really incumbent upon us. We have this great privilege of being part of young people's lives, people's learners' lives and their families, so it's really important that we can support the child better if school and parent are on the same side. Because let's face it, there is only one side to be on, and that's the child's side. And um, if we if we're working together, maybe coming from slightly different angles, but working together for the best for the good of the child, it can only be better if we do have that good parental engagement. Um, so I would say that I always endeavour in my interactions with parents or things that I do to think about I'm on the same side as the parent I'm on the side of the child here and that's not always possible but that's what I endeavor to do thank you
0: Um, it's great to hear about the the takes a village as well. Um, Lena Carter said a very similar thing. So it's great to see um, women ed staying on on message there. (laughs) Thank you, Christine. Um, I wonder if you could share an example of effective parental engagement that you have experienced. If you could share an example with us, please.
1: Yeah, and I I think it's all about communication. I think it's, well, I think it's about a number of Cs. Again, a wee bit of a women ed C here as well. But I think it's that bit about communication. And I think it's then about being open and honest in your communication with parents and um, picking up the phone to them It's been to them. I'm secondary, so I do feel we are at arm's length or bus ride length or, you know, we don't have the parents around the school school gate. So I think we are at a slight disadvantage or we're coming out from a different angle and we really need to think because I'm always quite envious when I hear um my colleagues in early early years or primary, and they talk about their families. And I don't think we've quite got that same feeling secondary yet. I think it's something we should aspire to. So I think for me, where it's been effective, where I've had per- effective parental engagement is where there's been open and honest um, two-way form of communication. And I think it's incumbent upon us as, as, the, as the professionals. And that's not saying that I'm better than the parent, because I'm not, as I say, I'm very much alongside the parent. But it's incumbent upon us to keep trying at that relationship and to to make sure we are communicating and if that means phoning every day for a week that means phoning every day for a week if that means going to chap on the door that means going to chap on the door and um, i think we need to be compassionate there i think we need to care about our, our families so um and our parents it's not been unknown for me to make a cup of tea for a parent when they've been in my office and they're thinking you know what you need a cup of tea because you're you're distressed by whatever's going on whatever's happening and it's my job to look after you as, as well as the parent. so I think that keeping keep open the lines of communications and being honest and as I've said alluded to I wish I were perfect but I'm not I'm not I don't always get it right and I think if I have got it wrong with a the parent then I apologize and I think to me that is the, the, the crucial we have to work at the relationship of the parent and we have to treat their parent with respect. Um, but I think we do have to be the one that probably works harder at that relationship because that's our, that's our role, that's our job. It's our job to support these young people and quite often supporting the parent can help support the child. Um, I don't know if that's enough detail for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting to hear that secondary perspective as well. I think um, when people think of parental engagement or hear family engagement, it is primary you kind of go to, um, but it doesn't make it any any less important. It just means it has to be slightly different. Um, even within the primary setting, the way that we engage with parents in the early years is very different when they then um, sort of get a bit older and they can walk themselves to school or, you know, all these different things. Um, so, no, it's it's really helpful to hear that perspective. I wonder if you could share, um, in your opinion, some of the examples, uh, some of the barriers perhaps to effective family engagement.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest ones, and I've I've come across it time and time again, is where the parents not had a good experience at school. And again, I think that quite often can be a secondary thing. I think on the whole, um, pupils and learners manage to make life through at the primary and then they hit secondary and sometimes it goes wrong and so I think parents come with well I didn't like school or they're just like me and they found it really hard um, and I think that can be one of one, one of our major barriers and um, I think we we don't quite realize how intimidating perhaps we can be I mean I'm, I'm five foot nothing well five foot three you know so not in terms of stature but there I am, suited and booted um, with a lanyard around my neck. And I think we, we can be seen to be someone that they perhaps don't want to engage with or they feel intimidated or they think that we're going to judge them um, and that we're not going to listen to their opinion and their opinion doesn't matter. So I think that the, the, the parents' experience of, of school can have a negative impact on that, uh, part of that barrier. They might not even just they might not even want to come into the building now okay just now COVID nobody's coming into the building just now but that can be a step too far for some of them particularly if they've had a bad experience and I think it depends on how they're they're treated. I think we've probably unfortunately all seen over the years where sometimes parents aren't treated with the respect that they deserve and occasionally we get I think you know the majority of the time it's 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 fine. But I think sometimes it, it can be tricky and I suppose I'm, I'm kind of taking the, thinking about this in terms of my role uh, as a support deputy and really probably working with parents when things are tricky for young people. So there's that feeling of, is there that feeling of shame and guilt because their child's not behaving or they can't get their child to behave? and um, quite often you know parents will apologize for the child's behavior and i'm like actually let's not let's not look at apologizing for anybody's behavior let's look at why we're behaving like this and let's get everybody safe and then we'll think about about that so i i think it's a lot about their experience but i think we need to be really careful about how we deal with 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 parents and again we've got a diverse range of parents but do we really have a diverse staff and it really really struck me one of the roles i've been doing recently was sort of part of COVID recovery and um, young people shielding at home, not coming into school. So trying to maintain the link with that. This is obviously before Christmas, maintain the link and trying to get the learning continue, build the relationship. And one parent um, said to me when I was called Mrs. whatever, oh, whoa, well, please just call me by my first name. And I was like, oh, I was thinking, oh, I don't do that. I'm always very professional. I always call I always call um, parents, but you know, Mr. or Mrs. or Miss. And I always introduce myself as Mrs. Cowser, And it made me think, and I thought, well, whoa, whoa, who am I doing this for? If that woman, if that parent feels better because I call her by my first name and she calls me by my first name, maybe that's what I should be doing. So that just even there, this little epiphanies, you suddenly think, am I perpetuating this this barrier, this distance, because I'm holding on to my professional my professional grounds where I think that's what you do that me as the teacher, I'm Mrs. such and such and you as the parent or father Mr or Mrs. So I think it's just always I think it's always trying to think and think about the barriers. And I think often just now people are finding things really tricky. So I think when you know we talk about maybe tricky parents or challenging parents, I think we maybe need to think about go back to what we would say about children and talk about distressed parents. And I think there's a lot of distressed parents out just now because they're so anxious about the, the COVID situation and about their 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 people, their children's futures, that often that comes across as maybe aggressive or um, argumentative, shouty, whatever we want to call it. I think we've then also got to think, well, where's the parent coming from this? Why are they, What what's leading them to behave in, in that way? So I think it's important to, because some of the parents perhaps don't seem to play the game that we would want them to play, you know, the nice, polite, hello, Mrs. such and such, it's Mrs. such and such, because that's maybe not what they they would do, then I think we have to be mindful and think about what's right for the parent and maybe not what's right for me as Mrs. Kowser.
0: Thank you. Yeah, really powerful things there. Just sort of thinking differently about things. Um, Absolutely. I know you've kind of touched on some of the the ways that we can overcome um, some of the barriers, but um, I wonder if we could talk a little bit about representative parental engagement. Um, And that's sort of one of the things that um, I know we've spoken about through the Scottish Educators Connect, the the book club recently there, um, which uh, shout out to Scottish Educators Connect, some great things going on there um, and on their podcast as well. Um, But I wonder if um, you could share how you think we might be able to overcome barriers to increase representative family engagement so all our learners are represented?
1: I think it's the I think it's about thinking what's right for them and I I think we've all seen um, anecdotally perhaps maybe not necessarily with facts and figures but anecdotally we've, we've seen an increase in parental engagement since we've moved things online so it's much easier now for parents to 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 attend a drop-in or to attend um parents nights online so i think we need to be um continuing that with covid and think what does that work for people it means they don't have to come out the house they don't have to give up time and work or things like that so i think it's um looking at things at work just now it's a biggie i don't know and i'm thinking about it and yesterday i was um listening to teacher hug radio and Vivian Porritt was talking with Laura McConnell, and they were talking about, you know, um, it was mainly a, probably more about England in terms of the the governance and is, you know, is governance diverse? And I was thinking, gosh, what about our parent councils? Do our parent councils represent represent the demography, um, demography of of our um, of our pupils? I don't know if I've got the answer. I think it's about keeping going. I think it's then about having different events or different things to get parents engaged with so they start to feel comfortable in school and that they start to feel part of the school community and that they then feel that their voice is valued and welcomed. Um I think we've got a long way to go. I really think we've got a long way to go, but I think if we could improve that and I think us in secondary possibly do need to look at our do need to look at our primary colleagues and think how how did they manage to get the the parents and either in through the door or i think in a, as a secondary search situation more how do we get them to join the teams meeting and think like that so i'm afraid i don't have any answers for you they are clear that's just my wee thought on it just now i don't think there are any easy answers though i don't think
0: so no i'm grateful just to hear your sort of perspective on it and um yeah there are there is some some work being done i know that it isn't representative um and these conversations I think is um sometimes it can feel I don't know, you can leave the conversations thinking, oh, but what can we do? But I suppose it's that image of the the ripples on the water, isn't it? If we're having these conversations more and more, um, then hopefully that we can chip away at things and, and get to a position where or where we're aiming for. Um yeah, so no. I
1: think I think it's also been really aware of that. And I think we have to be—we have to be grateful. I mean, I, you know, you're grateful for anybody who turns up at a parent council meetings. So you're not going to turn away someone because they don't quite fit in the right SIMD or something like that. So I think it is about embracing everybody, but I think it's about being aware of that. And I think it is about going back over if there are some engagement events, taking a really fine look at who has come and who hasn't come, and think about well, what could I do to engage them better maybe that didn't work for them. So I think we do have to I don't think we can just say, oh, it's always been like that. I think we have to work hard and think about how we are going to do it. But I think you then have to do it maybe as you say, the ripples, the event by event or chipping away at the, the various things.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christine. Um if any of our listeners haven't connected with you already, I wonder if you want to share your, your Twitter ha- Twitter handle or how, how people can yeah, get in touch so with you. After. I'm on Twitter and
1: I do um it's quite banal, a lot of what I do on Twitter, but I am on Twitter. Um, so at Christine Couser, and that's with a capital C for Christine and a capital C at Couser, which is C-O-U-S-E-R. Always have to spell that one out.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. Mm. hope You've enjoyed this episode of the Connectrio podcast. We'll be back next week where we'll be hearing from James Cook at Mr. Cook on Twitter. James is a head teacher in Highland Council, a primary head teacher, and he has done a lot of work around literacy in the early years. Um, so it's really great to hear that perspective, and I hope you'll take a lot from that episode as well. In the meantime, you can catch up on some previous episodes and um, please do reach out on Twitter or Instagram at ConnectrioEd. Have a great week.